This is FBG Jen. And FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Inspire yourself, inspire others, and smell great naturally with Inspire Bath deodorant sprays and lotions. We use them, we love them, and we think you will too. So just go to inspirebath.com. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. This is FBG Margot, and on the line today, we have FBG Jen. Hello. And we have FBG Kristen. Hey. And hey, you guys, we have a really cool guest. His name is T Major. He is a trainer. He lives in Berlin. He's a new dad. He is a big fan of ours. Yay to you, T. Thank you for the shout out <laughs> he gives us on the show. I told him how much I enjoyed having you on the show because also I have a cat named Tennessee and I call her T. So I say the name T all day long. So this was extra fun for me. And we were just flipping through his book. He is the author of Urban Calisthenics. It's a DK publishing book. And you guys, this man is a serious workout freak. Like, what are your favorite workouts from this? I saw the triple clap push up and the hurricane the burpee. <laughs> like, I can barely do one. I can yeah. barely do one clap and a push up. And then, Kristen, yeah. you were just talking about what? The, crus- the crucifixion? What was it? <laughs> push up. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it's, you guys, it's, okay, it's arms out, like, fully out to the side. You I'm going to try it. Fingertips. I'm going to try it. Like, as, spine, right now. And, yeah, and, and you do a push-up like that. Um, You can, you know, if you're just not quite there, you can perform this with your hands placed flat on the ground and positioned slightly closer to your shoulders. Oh, my um, God. Did you just do it? I just like, tried it. Is it hard? Yeah, I just tried it. I, it's really, really hard to stay on your fingertips. Like, and I don't know. It's really, really hard to get down low. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And the handstand push-up. Like, I, oh, yeah. you need a set of uh, parallettes or bars or something so that you can do this. But I'm, I'm dying to try this once my elbow is 100% because it looks awesome. That's fun. Handstand push-ups, I can do. I can do one of those. Did you see the yeah. human flag? page 114 it's also the cover oh. so he's just hanging from the bar like parallel to the floor and then he brings his like legs if, like one does then he brings his uh, hands a f- you know, feet apart and then he kind of tucks his knees in he's like I said parallel to the floor and tucks his knees in to work his obliques like this I'm oh my god he's it's a like maniac I wish <laughs> I wish that when I was a kid doing like <laughs> gymnastics and all these things where I was, um, I, I had like really great control over my body and like getting into all these crazy positions. Yeah. I wish that I had had access to a gym and like somebody to take me through some of this stuff. Yeah. Cause I honestly, I have no idea. I'm sure I could have done some of it because I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but I just have no idea. Yeah. A lot of them are very gymnastics inspired. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Did you see the one-armed pull-up? Pull <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I did six of those already. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the name of the book should be more like just badass things you can do or try to do or attempt to do. It's very yeah. inspiring, I have to say. You know, it is so 
I want to bring this and with me. they're not all like impossible. No. I mean, we're, you could build we're up. talking about some that look really, really hard, but there are a lot here that are, um, that are also like either, you know, moves that you've probably done or tried or at least seen mm-hmm. and maybe just like some variations on those. So once you have mastered those, you can take it up a notch, which is fantastic. Yeah. Like the box jump. He really lays yeah. that out clearly, you know, what you can do. I love this hurricane burpee. I think that's just, that's amazing. Yeah, this is a, it's an excellent book. And he's just all about old school calisthenics, right? And so yeah. I was just wondering, like, what are your favorite moves to do old school? I mean, my favorite, okay, so I read this whole post on how I have a love-hate relationship with the burpee, but like, I really do, I think, love it more than I hate it now, mm-hmm. just because it really is so effective. And I found... That instead of in my head when I was doing burpees, instead of being like, I hate the burpee, I hate the burpee, I hate the burpee, I hate doing burpees, you know, I switched it to be like, man, I wonder how good at these I can get if I do enough of them. I'm the same way. I love that little mental shift was like all it took. And then once I was better at them, what do you know? I liked them a little bit more. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kristen? Hmm. I think that... I mean, I am just a really big fan of the squat Mm -hmm. and, you know, different variations on it. And I think it's for me, it's because um, because I've had some knee issues. There have been times when I haven't been able to to go as far with it. And so it's a really good kind of barometer for me as to like my knee health, Um, because if I'm not squatting as well as I normally do, then it's sort of an indication to be like, all right, so what's up? Like, what isn't working? What is it that I need to either stretch or strengthen or show some love to or whatever? Um, You know, and I like right now I'm squatting lower than I have been in a while. So it feels really good. And it also kind of I'm taking that and then looking at like, okay, so what else am I doing or what else can I do deeper or with more weight or whatever? Um, Because if it feels good, then do it. It's so funny in this interview, he also talks about like he cannot help himself when he's at the gym. If he sees somebody doing something incorrectly, he has to run over and and tell them, look, you know, there's a better way to do that. Why don't you try it this way? You're going to get you know more bang for your buck. And I was just wondering if you guys have anybody has ever done that to you or have you ever done that in the gym? I tend to be a little <sighs> shy. Yeah, I, I I usually think that like most people who are at the gym are kind of you can kind of like pick up on the vibe of someone. Like, are you having a conversation with them? Are they chatty? Or if they're just like over in the corner doing their thing, kind of feels like eh, they're just in their corner doing their thing. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever corrected someone's form at the gym per se. I've seen it. I've thought about it. Yeah. But... It, for me, it's like if, if I feel like they're doing harm to themselves. Yeah. Then I feel the obligation, like your knees. Or if it's like unsafe to someone else. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like someone else that's around, then you can be like, oh, maybe we should, you know, uh, not toss those kettlebells. (laughs) Or I think another good thing to do is see if you can kind of like make uh, eye contact with like the front desk, you know, or a personal trainer who works there and then kind of make them do it. Trying to get their attention over there because I feel like it's a little bit easier for someone that like actually works at the gym, you know, then to come over and be like, hey, man, like I'm a trainer and, you know, I noticed da, 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 da. you want to do better here? You know, it all, it all kind of is in the delivery. But yeah, I was just yeah. going to say I I have talked to um, like trainers working at the gym and been like, hey, we've got somebody over there doing, you know, like who's going to hurt themselves. 
Um, you know, I don't know if you guys, and I think it depends on probably the gym's policy and how they handle it. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I have never, and I probably would never go up to somebody, but I'm just like, I am really not confrontational and I don't really like talking to strangers period. So, right. You know, it's, and I honestly, I don't think I notice it very much. I don't, um, when I'm at the gym, I am not paying a lot of attention to other people unless they're yeah. really drawing attention to themselves with all the <laughs> type stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really, I, I, I don't like when people come up and talk to me and I don't want to go and talk to them. <laughs> no, you're there to do your thing and then go. Right. Yeah. I right. get that. very friendly. Well, I'm normally kind of friendly. <laughs> you're getting there. <laughs> um, but, so yeah, if you were doing something incorrectly with incorrect form, would you want someone to tell you? You know what? I would actually, I wouldn't mind it too much. I mean, I, I guess it's all in the approach, right? If somebody's being yeah, condescending right, yeah. or like, hey, dumb dumb, wh- why are you doing it that way? That's not fun. <laughs> right. I don't enjoy that. But if they're like, hey, comes up and says, hey, dumb dumb, you're going to have a problem. I would yeah. have a problem with that. But if they're just like, <laughs> like, hey, I don't know, I'm just about, I don't know, it's making me a little uncomfortable because I'm wondering, do you feel that in your knees? Do you feel that in your back? Maybe you want to think this, 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 and that. Like, oh, okay, that that's that's nice. But it's all in the approach, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I feel like there's a part of me that would appreciate the effort, but, and like the thought behind it, but like, no, I still don't want a stranger coming up and correcting me. Like if it's somebody who I know, or, you know, like you have your quote unquote gym friends who like you see at the gym because you're at the, the gym at the same time on the same days. And like, you don't know each other. You don't know each other's names, but like, you recognize each other if you you would recognize one another if you saw each other outside the gym. Yeah. yeah. So there's like this a little bit of a relationship. And I feel like in that case, if like maybe if you've got a feel for them, like I wouldn't be totally taken aback if they were like, hey, I've noticed that you're doing it this way. I wonder if you've ever tried it this way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think I'd get some real attitude if if someone <laughs> I had literally never interacted with came over and told me how to do my business. But then again, I don't know. I guess if it was somebody really nice and super knowledgeable and, you know, like I'm looking at the, the stuff that T's got in his book and I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess if this guy who's showing me how to do a, you know, crucifix push up. Yeah. Like some tips. Yeah. Maybe I should listen. The guy that can yeah. do a tuck human flag, you know, and barely break a sweat. Like, yeah, yeah he probably <laughs> knows what he's talking about. I'm, gonna, I'm at least so going to listen. Question. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. If you guys saw somebody doing something like that at the gym and you were like, man, that's dope. Would you go and ask them about it and be like, hey, how did you build up to that? I would yeah. in a second. I would too. I'd be like, that, that is badass. Cool. Yeah. But I'm also the person that like literally so there's a trail by my house that I run on. And so often if I like don't hold myself back, I will like try to high five people as I run past them Aww. or as they run past me. Like it happens to me all the time and I've done it because I think cause so the gym I go to almost always if we're at the Fitbit if we're like out running like outside of the gym we're always like good job good job like almost every single time I pass someone so it's just a, it's this habit that I have <laughs> and so when I'm out away from you know the gym and I'm just out in everyday life and I see someone running or like, good job high five that's awesome <laughs> though people respond pretty well to it if I do it you know but it's it was kind of embarrassing because some people are just like, why are you talking to me? Why are you touching me? You oh, know, that's why are you putting your hand up? 
<laughs> I would be so confused if somebody tried to high five me. Yeah, like, do we know each other? Like, you can always tell, like, it's that. And then I'll just be like, oh, God, I'm just too well, pumped up like, to see you run. <laughs> so great. I don't recognize people anyway. So it would be, yeah, I would be real confused. I would spend the entire day trying to figure out how I knew you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And if you saw me enough times, you'd be like, oh, that's just that weirdo. <laughs> so I'd like, high five me, but I don't know. Hi, weird runner girl. How are you? <laughs> What's up? I'm right. happy. So let's leave this to the audience, you guys. What do you think about that? Would, would If somebody just randomly, you're running outside and somebody randomly just gave you a high five as they were running by, what would you think? Would you accept it? Would you think it's weird? Let us know on uh, Facebook, Twitter, at Fit Bottom Girl. You can send us an email, podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. And please, guys, if you like the show, remember to subscribe. And if you leave a five-star review in Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the air how great would that be? So cool. Right? All right. So let's get into our interview today. It's with T Major. And once again, his book is called Urban Calisthenics. Here we go. Remember, this show is sponsored by our fave all-natural deodorant line, Inspire Bath. In fact, for every bottle you purchase, they donate one to help build and empower women and girls at shelters and interim homes. Get yours and help give back at inspirebath.com. T Major is a fitness coach and elite level athlete whose focus is building power and strength with minimal equipment and no machines. He's built his reputation training active duty service personnel from all major branches of the U.S. military, as well as professional athletes, Olympians, and everyday people from all walks of life. He has a Facebook audience of over 360,000 followers and can be found performing 19 different push-up variations on his YouTube channel, where he has over 15 million views. Originally born out of necessity, the calisthenics movement requires no more than a willing body and mind and an environment to serve as its jungle gym. In urban calisthenics, novices are expertly guided through nearly 70 body weight exercises and 10 precision routines that focus on whole body strengthening and conditioning by author and elite level athlete, T. Welcome to the show, T. Hello, hello, hello. Hello to you. This is FBG Margo. And on the line today, we have FBG Jen. Hello. And T, I had to have you on the show. I told them we had to have you on the show because I have a cat named Tennessee. And all day long, I say T <laughs> out loud. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> so I'm used to saying that name out loud. So anyway, thank you so much for being on the show today. And just please give us a bit of your background and what inspired you to create your book, Urban Calisthenics. First of all, I bet you that's the most badass cat that ever existed. It, she certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, new book out. I appreciate you ladies giving me the opportunity to come on and talk about it. I'm, I'm really excited about it. This is my first um, book, not my first fitness project, but my first book. And um, this is just a huge milestone. It's something that I always wanted to do. So it's a check off the bucket list, but also what encouraged me to do the project is it's something that I've focused on for a while, which is calisthenics. Um, I trained military for several years overseas and, um, I, I, hopefully a lot of your readers know, or maybe a lot of your readers who are military men and women, um, understand that calisthenics is the body weight training system that they have to practice in order to not just get allowed into the military, um, through boot camp, but also to stay in the military. They have to pass several, uh, push-ups, sit-ups, um, the Marines have to do pull-ups. Um, these are all calisthenics uh, to give you a basic examples of what that is. 
Uh, my book is a little bit more advanced. It's for the it's for the um, the individual who is um, into fitness already, kindly on their currently on their fitness journey that wants to take it to a different direction. And of course, I'm a firm believer that calisthenics can help you reach some of those additional goals, some of those higher level goals that you're looking for. So basically, you know, in a, in a nutshell, I took the basic form of calisthenics that I was using to get military in shape, and I took it to the next level and wrote this book, which is Urban Calisthenics. Okay, and about this next level, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to know, like, if you, you could maybe just to give our listeners an idea of what are some of the, and I know it might be kind of hard to explain um, mm -hmm. without being able to see them, but what are some sure. of these creative moves that you've come up with? And then how the heck, like, does inspiration just strike you from somewhere where you're like, let's try this? Or like, how did you come up with them? Yeah, you know what? I've been training for a long time, and I don't want to date myself and give my age, but you know, I I played five sports in high school, and I've had the I've been fortunate to have really great coaches and mentors, but also strength and conditioning coaches at a pretty early age. Uh, my high school was a was a five A school, which is we had three thousand you know more or more kids, which typically you get a, a bit more money to to bring in some top level coaches. So. Um, some of these guys were really, really knowledgeable, and they really spread the knowledge, and it's something that I always gravitated towards. I didn't just enjoy the sport. I also enjoyed you know, the training and the preparation for the sport. So I took, I took um, you know, everything that I learned over time and kind of made this crazy concoction of a soup of, of a fitness product, which is Team Major Fitness, you know? And um, the, the next level stuff that I talk about is just iterations of some of those movements in conjunction with calisthenics. So, for example, in the book, uh, I would use, let me, give me one second, I'm gonna pick a good one that maybe your audience would be able to use. So one of these next level movements that I, the, that I referred to would be like a Nordic hamstring curl. This is pretty much one of the only body weight ways you can work your hamstrings directly. Uh, you perform this movement by having somebody hold your heels while you're on your knees and you basically use just your upper body momentum to, and, and body weight to lower yourself slowly down to the ground, use your hands to, uh, to brace your fall and then use your arms to push back up off the ground ever so slightly and using mostly your hamstrings to curl your body weight back up. So can, can you picture that in your mind? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This is called a Nordic hamstring curl, but this is nothing new, right? I didn't reinvent the wheel. This is something that we would do in order to strengthen our hamstrings because it prevents knee injuries in sport. But it's also a badass calisthenics movement that a lot of people don't really know or aren't really trying to achieve uh, if you're just like, even if, even if you're just in the military, right? And trying to pass your PT exam or if you're just trying to do jumping jacks and push-ups and just kind of do a normal calisthenics routine. So this is like the next level that I'm talking about. It's, it's uh, movements that you may not be too familiar with that'll, that'll help take your body weight training to the next level. So you are a big fan of body weight exercises and so am I. Um, what are your mm, favorite cool. moves to get strong and get your heart rate up? Do you have any few more moves that you're really a big fan of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love anything that gets you your ass down on the ground and makes you get back up. I find that this really raises the heart rate fastest. So, of course, the burpee, everybody knows. It's, it's, so I think I have 
30 iterations of, of the burpee. You know, single arm burpee, I do a single leg burpee. I do a burpee where when I'm down on the ground, I do a clapping push-up. I have hurricane burpees where I do a jumping jack in between instead of just a jump. So, I, I mean, my absolute favorite, one of my favorite movements is the burpee for, for cardio conditioning and for fat burn, for sure. On the flip side of that question, are there any bodyweight moves that you see people do and you're just like, oh, man, they're always doing it wrong? Like, you <sighs> see people really doing it with incorrect form? You know what? That's, I'll, answer this too. I'll answer this with two movements. The first most basic one is the push-up. I see a lot of people doing push-ups wrong. And, I mean, you can still benefit from doing a push-up incorrectly because it's still using your body weight, you know, as resistance. But I see a lot of people with the elbows out too far, which places so much strain on the shoulders, which doesn't really directly impact the chest and the triceps and the back and the lats, and it doesn't engage the core or the glutes or the quads. And all of this should happen, right? Like most people don't understand that a push-up is, act is actually a moving plank, you know? So your entire body should be rigid from your shoulders to your hips to your ankles. Everything should be straight, but I see a lot of sagging asses. I see a lot of elbows popping out, and it just prevents progress. It just prevents you from taking your, your strength from, point, from, from A to Z. The second one would be the burpee because part of that is also the push-up. So what I see is when people try to take their push-up to the next level by doing a burpee is they jump up in the air. They got that part down, but then when they get down on the ground – their push-up is really sloppy, it's too fast, it's not controlled, and their back is sagging, and then there's all this force because they just jumped up and they're trying to slam their body down to the ground, and it's just like, oh, come on, ouch, really, it's a, it's an, it's just pain and aggravation and t time out of training that's waiting to happen. I'm that, I'm that, I'm that guy in the gym though that will just kind of bump over and be like, man, I love burpees too. Can I show you how I do them? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, I know. I get a lot of, I get a. I get a lot of haters, but, you know, I, I also hope to help somebody out, you know? Yeah, and sometimes you don't know unless you know, you know? Exactly. That's that's the thing, you know, and I take that chance. at uh, run the risk of losing a potential friend or just somebody in the gym who tries to avoid me to maybe save some lower lumbars, you know? Well, let's go into, into that a little bit more because I, I'd love to also talk about big exercise myths and nutrition myths that you'd like to dispel here as well? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. I think the biggest one is that you need, you know, a, a ton, a ton, a ton of protein through meat sources in order to gain muscle. This mm -hmm. is not necessarily true. This is a huge myth. I mean, there's a lot of vegan athletes out there. You can just pull up on Instagram and, and you know, that can debunk that myth very quickly. But, yeah, we're, we're progressing a lot through nutrition and science and understanding the the dynamic and the correlation between the food that you eat and how your body actually responds to it, um, you know, particularly with the way it looks. Um, and yeah, you know what, I think to sum it up, basically you don't really have to count macros or, or be so specific with your, your portions as they say you do, you really just have to eat smart. You know, eat more vegetables than you eat meat. Um, cut back on the sugar. Don't put any crap in your body. And uh, I think you can pretty much reach your, your goals in terms of how you want to look. It's pretty simple. So on your website, I was, I was on there perusing, and 
you have what I thought was really cool, a large section that's dedicated to your, uh, your fitness and your training philosophy. And it's really beautiful. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Cool. Thank you very much. By the way, I looked at you, I checked out your website too. Oh, thanks. Your, oh, so thank yeah, you. such a great stuff. Yeah. You guys have the content game really. <laughs> that's, that's, that's our jam, man. That's what we do. <laughs> really. And I love the way that it's segmented with the icons and everything. Fitness mamas eats in. It's so Thanks. clear for people when they land on your site, like where to get their information. And then when they get there, you guys really have great content. I was like, wow, these girls know what they're doing. Thank really. you. Yeah. So I'm a new fan. I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to, I'm going to jump on the RSS feed. I'm going to get my wife on the mama section. Yeah. yeah this is great. Yeah. yeah. Really, really nice work. Um, yeah. So, uh, my philosophy and mission. So, I also started my company in 2000. You guys started in 2008, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So two, 2008, I decided I wanted to leave corporate America and start doing fitness full time and professionally. I started by training in small studios. I, I trained in Globo gyms, and then I moved to doing outdoor boot camps for my own business. But realistically, I can't say I was a good trainer at the time. You know, I was still still trying to find my niche and still trying to figure out what my jam was, like you say. And it wasn't until I started training military that I really, I think, gave it some deep thought into how I, how, A, how I want to brand myself, B, what type of trainer I wanted to be, C, the type of message I wanted to get out there to the world, and D, like ultimately what I wanted to really devote my training to. Because everything else that I've ever, I've ever been invested in, I had to have a real mission. I had to have a real f way that I was going to do my work. And so when it came to fitness, you know, it took me a while to figure it out, but I started doing a bit of reading. I've always been interested in Asian philosophy, um, Buddhism. And, and then I came across the Kaizen philosophy, which is basically Six Sigma in the States. We use a lot, a lot of the case in, in business. And it's a streamlined way of systemizing a process. So Kaizen comes from Toyota, and this was their process of building vehicles. They would start with the very most, like they would start with one task, perfect it before they moved on to the next. And Kaizen means continuous improvement. So it wasn't just that, like the guy that, that, that put on the wheel, his job, his mission, his whole philosophy was, you're going to put on this wheel, but you're also going to try to find a way to put on the wheel better, faster, with more uh, efficiency before we move you on to a different job task and we cross train you, right? So I, I started thinking about this and I said, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And so I adapted it and I adopted it for fitness. Like, do you, like so w when I teach people to, or when I break down a movement, I break it down in this way, right? I say like, th this is what your ankle, this is what your ankles have to do in a squat. And if your ankles don't do this movement or can't perform this movement, then it doesn't matter what your knees do. Does that make sense, right? So it doesn't matter that your knees are collapsing because we still haven't got you know proper movement in your ankles. So we work on the ankles, get them moving properly. Then we move to the knees. Then we move to the hips. Then we work on activating the glutes. Then we make sure that the core is engaged, and then we have a perfect squat. Then when we have a perfect squat, we can work on loading the squat. We work on loading the squat. Then we can work on compound movements, power cleans, deadlifts, and some of these things. So everything is connected. Everything is continuously improving, 
And everything ultimately is the goal of eliminating wasteful movements and getting people from getting people to their goal in the fastest, most efficient way without injuries and, and without wasting a lot of time. Well, this is the point where I love having this podcast because I get to be greedy and ask a question for me. And sure. <laughs> you were just mentioning ankles. And funnily enough, I have an ankle injury right now. And ah, so yeah, it sucks. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 do you have any ideas for upper body exercises that I should focus on or anything I should focus on with my leg I can do since I can't put any weight on it right now? Is there, what, do you, what do you suggest when you're dealing with an yeah, injury? Sure. Yeah, sure. What exactly is your injury? Did it, you twist it? I have a fractured ankle. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Is it booted up? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's tough. It's really tough because anytime you do any dorsiflexion or any other thing, it just, it takes a lot of movements out, right? Right. You don't notice until you don't have your ankle, how much you, you are limited. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's, it's tough, right? When you have an injury, you can't really, um, advise somebody to to do anything active because you run the risk of re-aggravating the injury mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of tools and equipment out there that you still can do i mean it, it also depends on your goal do you you want to maintain some strength are you you know if you're pretty if you're looking to lose fat or then this is kind of this is real. this is really tough for yeah you no know. no no i want to just maintain my strength um, yeah. So without movements and stuff. Yeah. Do you do any band work? Yes. I was just going to say weights or bands. I do have bands. Yeah. 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 It's great. I mean, there's, 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 yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely some dumbbell stuff you can do, of course, but I think, yeah, using your injury maybe as an opportunity to revisit the bands and all the different, uh, exercise variations you can do with that. You can mm -hmm. do it at home. That's maybe a challenge for you. No, that's good. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. It's all in the reframing. Yep. <laughs> yes. It's all about reframing. Um, so I know before we got on, we were talking a little bit about um, your daughter and how you just had yeah. a baby girl. You had her this spring. Is that right? I did, yeah, March 21st. He's um, first day of spring, baby. Aww. So I know um, – you know, we always ask this of like new moms, but as a new dad, you know, yeah. what, how has it, how has it changed you? How has it changed your workouts? Has it changed your fitness philosophy? How's it changed your business? What's it been like? Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, big a cool, yeah, it's a big one, but it's also a great, it's a great question, you know, because I've had to reflect on this quite a bit. I've had to think a lot about this and, um, and also trying to navigate those waters at the same time, you know, and when you're in a relationship, this, that's the tough part because in the beginning, my wife, my wife is still breastfeeding, you know, and we were breastfeeding on exclusively. So I think she took really, um, like she took most of the burden, you know, a heavy burden with having to constantly, constantly, constantly be there. Anytime she's upset, you know, we're, we're trying to go down the laundry list of things to figure out why she's upset. You know, did she poop on herself? Okay, no, she, that's not it. All right, is she tired? No, she just woke up from a nap. Okay, maybe she's hungry. Okay, she's not hungry. Maybe she pooped on herself. You go back to the top of the list, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, she pooped on herself. So in the beginning, really, it was, it was really tough for her. So my workouts and everything didn't really change. You know, I'm still going early in the morning. I was still hitting it, coming back. 
taking the baby for a little bit while she did some of the things she wants to do. So it was all about balance and, and just trying to work with each other. Um, so my routine, you know, really like I'm very fortunate that it didn't really change that much, but we just had a conversation today because she's now feeling, feeling like she's ready to start ramping her routines back up. And she doesn't, she, she's a yogi, um, and a life coach, but she practices a lot of yoga. She also strength trains, but she wants to get back into yoga and a lot more, you know, three to five times a week. So, um, things are about to change again, but I think that the hardest thing is just sitting down and having that conversation with your partner and saying, all right, how are you feeling? How, how are you managing with all the pressures of the child and, and all the pressures of day-to-day life? And is it okay? And, and as a man, as a husband, I have to be willing to shift my schedule and my routine around, I need to be willing to also maybe not have a routine, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Say, hey, for a bit, you know what? I'm going to tap out from the gym for a bit. You go, you handle you handle what you need to do because I'm, I'm a firm believer in happy wife, happy life. Really, if she's, <laughs> if, she, if she's not happy, then my life is, is really miserable. Um, not because she makes it miserable. I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> No, no, we get it. We get it. Yeah, because I really care about her, you know, and if she's not happy, then it messes, it messes with my psyche as well. So, so yeah, I, like that's, that's, I think that's the hardest part for dads maybe is, is, is realizing that things aren't going to be the same for you and being okay with that and being able to kind of shift focus for a bit, but being prepared for that. I'm fortunate because I'm a, I'm a coach, so I know all right, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I missed my leg day on a Monday. So now I need to, now I have four days a week and I just boom, boom, boom in my head really quick. All right, I'm going to do a total body day this day. And then I'm going to, if I get to the gym on Thursday, then I can do this. And it's really, it's, it's not, you know, hard for me anymore because I've been doing it for so long. But, um, yeah, you know, this really, you guys are inspiring me. I think I need to make a program, you know, something exactly for this, for dads to, I'm going to call it um, happy wife, happy life workout, right? I'm just gonna, <laughs> and this is for, for men to be able to shift their workouts and focus around to keep their wives uh, happy and sane in their relationships. <laughs> well, I love that. I think that flexibility and new parenting, that mindset of being flexible and checking in and knowing that things aren't static is, is a really, it's a really helpful, really, 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 really good tip. Yeah. You have a three and a half year old, right? How did you guys do it? How, I mean, you have many more years under the belt than I do. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. I mean, pretty much because um, I exclusively breastfed for a year, just yeah. about. Oh, and amazing. You made it a year? Yeah, I made it a year. Um, okay. She did have some solids. We introduced some solids yeah. like for five months or something. But yeah, I breastfed Yeah, for a that's year. what we're doing now. Yeah, we're just introducing solids now between yeah. five and six months. Yeah, it's great. But she asked, we, we hope to breastfeed also for a year. Yeah. And yeah, so we just have to go and not really have any expectations, just kind of see where it goes and flow and. That's yeah, it. that's it. Just kind of fit it in where it gets in and be open to not having things the way they were because they're not. Yeah, they're just not the way they were. No, nope. uh, you have to accept that. You have to be ready for the, the challenge of having a, a, a big added dynamic to your routine. And yeah, that's it. But you know what, though? We have great resources like your website where people can work out at home, like my yeah. website where they even can work out at home. So I. You know what? I like the biggest thing I can say now is that I didn't truly understand 
how much of a time challenge it was for people that had kids. And I sold a lot of programs, right, to that stay-at-home yeah. mom, that stay-at-home dad, that working dad and working mom that were just trying to find a way to fit in that workout at home. But you don't really understand it until you're in the middle of it, right? And you're like, yeah. wow. Yeah, you're lucky if you get those 15 minutes that the baby is sleeping. But, oh, it was you thought you were going to get a 15-minute nap, but it was a seven-minute nap. Right. You know? And then we're so, trying to, like, wait, I just tried to do four dishes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, my house is trashed. Yeah, and I will yeah. say that um, once I, you know, after – once I started working out again, after having my daughter, I was very, those workouts meant more to me. They were so yeah, healing right. <laughs> because they were, they were kind of like the only thing in my life that was about me for like yeah. just that short amount of time. And that, that was oh, man, really, really you're... for myself. Yeah. So, now you're talking, now you're talking. Like, I think this is something we really agree upon is yeah. that workouts and this is probably why you do what you do and why I do what I do because it is about that self-love, right? It is about mm-hmm. that time when you really get to give back to yourself. You're giving, giving, giving. Your job demands of you. You give, give, give to your job. You get home. You give, give, give to your spouse. You give, give, give to your friends when they need you. And then, like, who's going to fill your cup up again, you know? And you have to take responsibility and you have to do that for yourself, right? Yeah. So I get you when you say that you, get, you feel so re-energized. My wife went to yoga today and she came back and was like, I feel so great. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. I also had life. a really strong experience that in addition to feeling like this is my time, but I was also like, you know what? I, what burpees? Bring it, burpees. I'll do burpees all day long. Like, do you know what I've yeah. done all day? You know, like I gave birth, <laughs> I did this, I feed my kid, like bring it. It was almost like the series of like, I can, I can do anything. I put my mind to <laughs> this. So you had this whole like cosmic shift of like consciousness, huh? You felt like a totally different new person ready for new challenges. That's amazing, man. How many people can go through that? That's a, that's an amazing transformation. That's crazy. It sounds like you guys are doing great. Yeah. You know what? It's communication. Of course. I know it sounds cliche, but really we've always been great with communicating with each other and, um, yeah, we can sit down with each other and look each other in the eyes and be like, yo, I've had, I've had too much. I need a, I need a yoga session. And you're like, okay, cool. Or like, Hey, I need to go to the gym. Yeah. Okay. I got you. It's about having each other's backs no matter what. And that's, that's why we chose each other. That's why we're married. That's why we decided to bring a child into the world because we know we can depend on each other. And that's, that's what it's about. Well, I was looking at your website and we were talking, you know, we were just talking about fitting in workouts with everything in your life all of a sudden just shifts, you know, this is your new normal. You have a kid mm-hmm. now. That's what it is. You had some advice on there about how to find time to work out. Can you give our readers just a few suggestions and tips on how they can find time? Yeah, yeah. First of all, you know, it's it's I probably should change the the title and the wording in that because it's not just about finding time, it's about making time. You know, a lot of the time we like, first of all, you know, back to the Kaizen philosophy, it's about eliminating waste. Most of the time you're not filling all of your time. So it's, it's about finding what, how you are wasting your time or your time sucks and, uh, and then eliminating that, right? It's, it's the 10, 10 less minutes on Facebook. It's 10 <laughs> less minutes of uh, diddly dallying around in the restroom it's that uh, hitting snooze on the alarm clock those two times, and then all of a sudden there's your 30-minute workout right there. So that's 
that's number one, you know, but if you really do have a full schedule and you, you really can't, like, you just don't see it, you know, you're like, okay, I get up, I'm out, I'm out the door, I'm to work nine to five, I come home, I make dinner, after dinner, I play for uh, um, an hour with the baby, then boom, put her to bed, and then bam, it's already nine o'clock at night, and I'm, I'm completely exhausted. You know, for, for those people, um, it's about, you know, it's about giving something up, you know, it's about making time for what's important. It's about reprioritizing things. It's, you know, it's, it's, if fitness is a big priority for you, then you have to make it a priority and put it, you know, and, and move it around a bit. Um, and that's just the reality of it. There's only so many hours in the day. And, um, and that's, that's the only solution that I have found is just making a priority for it and making sure that you fit it in and making sure that you stick to it if you decide that it's something that's important to you that you have to do. Yeah, to that point, I always say like, you don't, no one sits around and we're like, man, I can't find the time to binge watch my favorite shows. You yeah, know, right. like we don't like, we're like, we it. all have time for that yeah. stuff, you know? So it's like, you know, pick something you like to do. It's easier to do than, yeah. But look at your, I like the wasted time stuff. That's really good. Switching gears a little bit, um, I was reading through your bio, and you have done a lot of um, modeling, mm-hmm. yeah, for some really big brands. So we have talked to a lot of different, you know, female models, kind of about the pressures of, you know, looking a certain way, and how, you know, it can be really easy to kind of get trapped up and to think that all of your worth is based on your appearance. Sure. So I wanted to get your take and um, have you share some of your experience um, with the male modeling world, if you've experienced that. At, what 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 it was what's like to do that? Yeah, so I mean, first of all, I was also very fortunate because my look is not your typical uh, your, like runway look. You know, I'm not I'm not going to be a Calvin Klein, Dolce and Gabbana, you know, um, Louis Vuitton model. That's just not my my jam. I'm I'm a fitness model, so I was very fortunate to work for like Reebok, Nike, Adidas, these brands. So. There wasn't any, I mean, the only pressure was, hey, you may, you, may, you need to make sure that you're in shape for this because we're looking for somebody that's in shape to model fitness clothes. And, uh, you know, I was, at the time, I was training pretty heavily and training others pretty heavily. So really, it was a pretty seamless transition for me. It was like kind of a no-brainer to put my face out there and put my name out there as an opportunity to make some additional income. But I was also very fortunate to find the most amazing people to work with really like in this, in that side of the industry modeling for fitness brands, you meet a lot of people that are like into fitness or into the brands they represent, you know, like the people I worked with at Puma, uh, Dana Klein, she was, she was so cool. She's really into, she was a CrossFitter. She was really into athletes and yeah, it was, it was just, it was really great to work with her. Reebok, really great to work with those people. Kim Kennedy is the first photographer I worked with rest in peace. He passed away from cancer a while ago. He, I mean, he, when I, when I walked into the room, he was like, well, what's up, my brother? I was like, what's up, man? And we just totally vibe. He's like, man, try on this football stuff, man. You you play football? I was like, yeah, I play football. He was like, cool, cool. You're perfect. Boom, boom, boom. And it was just, it was pretty easy like that. So, so yeah, enough about, you know, talking about how fortunate I was, you know, but the, the, the women that I also worked with, they, I, I feel like they were very fortunate too, because they were into fitness. They were very fit individuals. And this was just kind of for them also not, they didn't have the stress of having to be razor thin or, 
or fit into the the clothing you know that that like maybe they like maybe they weren't supposed to be fitting into you know what i mean it wasn't anything like that um so but you know you'd also have to ask them because maybe you know maybe they have a different perspective on it but you know the 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 women that i had the opportunity to model with they seemed pretty pretty stoked about being a fitness model and working for the companies that we worked for that's cool yeah that is cool yeah so you live in berlin now correct I do. So please tell us what that is like. And my follow up to that is I hear that German bread is amazing. So oh, God. <laughs> tell me all no about idea. it, please. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea, really. Okay, so being in Berlin. So I've been coming back and forth to Berlin with my wife for years, you know. We we met in Thailand, um, but she was based in Berlin and I was based in I think San Francisco at the time. So we did the back and forth for that, you know, for, for that amount of time. I would come for six weeks. She would come over for four weeks. And then I moved to San Diego. We did the same thing. And then I moved to L.A. and we did the same thing and, until we reached the point where we were like, listen, one of us has to move, you know. And she decided to, uh, to uh, bounce over and stay with me. And um, so after... Uh, after that year, we decided to to relocate to Berlin because we wanted to start a family. And Berlin is experiencing a baby boom right now. There's so many people having families because it's a really great place to have kids. You know, it's there's there's kitas they call them kitas, which are little preschools and kindergartens everywhere. Really, and the schools are so great. I mean, the like what you would get at a private school in the states. You you get here at uh, a at basic kita really, um, in terms of education, in terms of lesson plans, in terms of uh, what they provide for the kids. You know, there's a well, there's a school right around the corner that has a kinderbahnhof, which is a kinder uh, barn. There's donkeys and pigs and goats, and they grow vegetables and they play with the animals every day of the week. Wow, that's, awesome. that's amazing. Yeah, can there's, I go? Yeah, you can go. I want to go. I wanted to go to. I want to go. I want to start over. I want to start over, and I want to go to this school. Really, it's just amazing. They're just, yeah, it's just a really great place to raise a family, and uh, it's a super interesting city. It's the greenest city in all of Europe. So there's trees and um, and parks everywhere, really, and there's trees, you know, just lining major major streets and intersections there's trees in front of most residences and buildings here uh there's amazing food scene there it's a huge metro so there's people from you walk down the street you hear italians you hear french you hear arabic you hear turkish uh you hear a lot of english and it's everywhere you look it's something interesting for the eyes too there's graffiti everywhere and art everywhere it's just a really interesting, dynamic city. It's one of the fastest-growing cities in the entire world as well. There's a lot of people moving here. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting place. And the bread. Yes, the bread is absolutely phenomenal. German bread, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, heard that, I heard it's just to die for. Yeah, the bread from the south of Germany, like near Munich, is, is the one that everybody talks about. you know. But, um, of course, in Berlin, you can get this bread everywhere, too. And, yeah, we have... Pretty bread, like guys. For the for the for the audience and for you guys, I'm sure you know, carbs are not the enemy. <laughs> right. Especially if you get if you get a really nice German bread. These are made with spelt and with buckwheat 
and with all these great nutritious wheats that you can have really dense dark nutritious bread with butter yeah i have nice saturated fatty butter on top of the bread roll too mm. <laughs> yeah bread is a big part of german life so i'm like i eat bread pretty regularly and yeah i'm holding it together <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm so hungry now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So you guys besides... gotta come visit, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> open door here. policy, really. You so guys are like... new friends and open door Aww. policy. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. We'll just move in, and then our daughter, my daughter, can go to school there. That's <laughs> great. Where are you guys? You guys are in Brooklyn. Are you no, in I'm in Brooklyn. Uh, Jen's in Kansas City. Yep. Well, both cool cities. I've been to both, obviously. So yeah, maybe we just swap locations. I'd know, love like... that. We yeah. can do Yeah, you'd have to take care of my cat T. Well, it's like the yeah, holiday. Yeah, me and T, me and T. Do you have a leash? Can I walk? Can I walk T around the block? You could try. <laughs> She's an eighteen-pound mean cat, but you could try. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll just wrap her in my little wrap, like I wrap yep. live in around my chest. <laughs> well, That'd be cute. That'd be awesome. That's an Instagram moment if I ever heard of one. Yeah. So, besides swapping houses with um, Margot and I, what is next for you? Yeah, you know, just um, promoting this book, really, it's uh, the book promotions are going great. Um, I'm also working on a new website I'm super excited about. Um, so, you know, my website, you guys, I can talk web stuff with you guys because, you know, you know what's up. You guys got your content game popping. Um, I, my previous website or my website now as it currently exists is, you know, I sell basically one-off programs, right? You, you buy a 90-day program and you take all the video and the PDF and the footage and stuff with you. But I decided that, and from feedback from a lot of the, from my, from my um, training partners, they want a much more engaged dynamic experience, right? So I am taking my website to more of a lesson plan um, course type of subscription-based model. So you now you will go into the website. There's an entire community. You choose which program you want to you want to take, and then it takes you from each workout to workout uh, with very detailed explanation. And it's all digital, right? It's all through the website. So no more downloading anything. You just tap in. You log in. It takes you directly to your your workout of the day. You check the videos off really quickly. You have all your questions and your comments and everything are below, so it's cool. And then you can reach me directly also through the uh, through the website and ask me any questions, or you can access the forums. Uh, there's going to be many more programs. I'm expanding the breadth and depth of what I'm offering. One of them being an advanced calisthenics program to go in conjunction with uh, urban calisthenics with what you know for for the people that buy that program. So. Uh, it's a huge project for me, you know. I'm doing it all myself. It's a passion project of mine. It's something that I enjoy doing, web, web development and content creation. So I'm doing everything top to bottom, and uh, and I can't wait for it to come out. The goal is to launch that in September, um, and, yeah, I'm super pumped about it. So once again, the book is called Urban Calisthenics, and it's from DK Publishing, and DK Publishing, they just they make the most beautiful books ever i just love their books can you tell us Those where we guys can... are so great they're amazing yeah. yeah can you tell our audience where they can find you on social media yeah i'm team major fitness on all my handles except for twitter and for instagram i have two instagram accounts team major fitness and team major so you can find me through either one team major fitness on youtube team major fitness on facebook excellent we have one more question before we let you go 
Okay. Hopefully it's a good one. Here it comes. We ask this of everybody that appears in the show. All right, T-Major. What was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview? Oh, that's a great one. (laughs) Hold on. I'm on my computer. I'll pull this up. Good. I, I use Spotify. Do you guys use Spotify? We're on oh, yeah. Spotify, by the way. Our podcast is on Spotify. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Do you guys also make music playlists? Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Like every oh, month we have like new new tracks and stuff we love. I am going to follow you girls. Please. <laughs> For sure. It's kind of hard to find users on Spotify. That's the only thing I got to complain it about. It is. You know what it is? It really is. We're, um, I, think, I think we're named SPG Spotify. If anyone listening would like to follow us, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, I will. So, the, okay, so I, I found my song. It was Triumph by the Wu-Tang Clan. Do you know this <laughs> oh, song? Oh, wow. I haven't heard that in years. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> I know. It's on my it's on my, my workout playlist, which is called Turn the Fuck Up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Triumph by Wu-Tang Clan. It's one of my go-tos, you know. I know every word, and uh, it still gets me. It still gets my, my blood boiling. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you yeah. so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Really, um, I'm beyond, beyond, beyond happy to, uh, to be talking to you girls. So this is very cool. Love this show? Tell us why in a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it on the air. Also, make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay, well, feel free to email us at podcast at fitfoundgirls.com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere where you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.